0: Welcome to the Dad Dadvengers podcast sponsored by Tonka Because being tough is all about getting out and playing I'm Nigel Clark, TV presenter and performer And I'm also host of this wonderful podcast Where we explore different aspects of parenting And hone in on the dad point of view And mums, grandparents, carers We want you involved in the conversation too So, let's talk, let's laugh, let's share the things we find difficult and become the type of dads we really want to be Today's guest is a staple of the noughties music scene and broke into public life as one third of the hugely popular band Busted Uh, He's also an actor, presenter, songwriter and one half of the podcast When No One Is Watching He's a father to three young children and has been a full time daddy. I'm excited to introduce Matt Willis.
1: Hi. Hi. How are you?
0: I'm good, buddy. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm really good, man. I'm really good. I love I love coming on a podcast because I get like a little a little um a little feel good moment of listening to someone describe me really nicely. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you
0: very much for taking some time out to chat to us and and chat to us all about daddying, really, and being a daddy, because that's what we're all about here at Dad Avengers. We don't think there's uh, enough celebration of of people who who put in the time and celebrate being a dad and really get involved in it. And you're one of the people that has been doing that.
1: Um, yeah, man. I, I think um, you know, I was I was thinking about it the other week, and I was like. The only thing I ever really wanted to be in my life was a dad. You know, when I think about it, the only thing when I was a kid, the only thing I ever wanted to do was to have kids, you know, wow. from a very early age. And I always wanted to be a father, you know. So when it came around, I was like, I am in, you know. And, um, and it took a little while, if I'm honest, it, it kind of took me by surprise when we found out we were going to have a baby. And, um, and it didn't really feel real until about four weeks before it was about to happen. And I was like, oh. Right, I need to get my stuff together, you know. So I then went and read every book known to man.
0: Ah, you, were, you a, were you a dad that went and did the research, did the reading of the books and like, what do I need to do? How am I going to change a nappy, all of that?
1: Yeah, kind of, I had a look at all that kind of stuff. To be honest, what you're, what you're saying is so correct though. There isn't really anything for dads, like everything's aimed at mum. So there really isn't, you know, it's just support the mum you know like in every way you can which totally. is great but then um like for for me it was a, it was a bit different to that because we kind of um we've been on a certain life trajectory and then and then emma's um when we had isabella first like emma suddenly got a job on like a new show on channel five and it was a big jump for her career wise and so i've kind of been on tour and doing various things for quite a while so i was like look let me take some time out you go and do this thing which is important and I'll kind of be at home and the stay at home dad for a while you know which, which shouldn't be that much of a big deal but I think at the time it for a lot of other people it was it was a bit of a strange um choice I think you know but it kind of um I couldn't wait I was well excited you know I was um I was so into it I was so into the idea so for the first year of Isabel's life it was just me and her most days you know and then we're going off to work so it was um it was different That was that would must have been like a huge change from,
0: you know, touring with Busted and being a songwriter and doing all those things. Was it hard to adapt or just you you sound like just the love of being a dad was there and you were like
1: full in? Uh, No, it's quite hard to adapt. Uh, (laughs) I I, I found it. um, The thing is, I I didn't I don't really think about things too much before I do them, which is probably a downside to my personality. (laughs) I just go, it's either a hell yeah or a no to me Mm -hmm. you know so um those are the kind of two things I I, the way I weigh a a decision up you know and it was um and it was like yeah I want to stay at home with this baby who I find the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life you know like um I want to stay at home with this every day you know so um I was like cool and and at the at that time in my life I could and I was um at a time in my kind of career where it was possible to do that so I'm so I did it and um I only about six weeks later did it kind of hit me you know I was like oh this isn't quite (laughs) this isn't quite the sunshine and rainbows that I thought it was gonna be you know but it was um you know but then it's like everything you know like um you know nothing lasts right so whatever if it's good it doesn't last if it's bad it doesn't last you know so it's like it's um it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? And so when times were getting a bit hard and stressful, you know, suddenly it was like amazing again. And then, you know, so it was kind of always up and down. It's it's one of the things that um, you don't expect when
0: you're a father to change as quickly and as much as it is. Like the landscape or the horizon of being a, a parent literally change, changes, sometimes on a daily basis, sometimes on a weekly basis from, you know, from waking up um, in the middle of the night to sleeping through to you know, all the different changes to eating, to weaning, and all the different things, it's changing constantly.
1: Yeah, 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 it's so bizarre, like I remember, um, um, I thought back to it, someone said the word colic to me the other day, and I hadn't (laughs) heard that word for such a long time, and I remember that being such a big part of my life, for like, for like, you know, six, eight weeks, you know, like being such a big deal. I was like, oh my God, when is this colic thing going to end? <laughs> you know, and like then it ends and you don't think about it for 10 years, you know, but like, um you know, so it's, um you know, like I was given that advice by someone um, who was a father and they gave me the advice, whatever it is, it won't last. You know, so if it's good, it won't last. If it's bad, it won't last. And it was the yeah. and it was so, and I was so pleased about advice because sometimes I'd be so involved in something. I'd be like, oh my God, this is never going to end. And then it just does, you know, kind of like, luckily humans grow up you know that's kind of what they do they kind of get older and they kind of get wise and they learn new things and learn how to do things and eat and swallow and you know all this kind of amazing stuff you know so it's um and that year was incredible to be able to watch those things happen weekly and sometimes daily you know
0: yeah Mm.
1: now you said you were you were just
0: couldn't wait to be a dad um was that because you had a great relationship with your dad and you just wanted that to continue. What was your childhood
1: like? Uh no, I think my childhood was very different. Um, you know, my mum and dad got divorced when I was really young, about three. And um, I didn't really have that kind of thing, you know, that kind of father. And then my mom got remarried and we didn't really have the greatest relationship. So it was um it was all a little bit messy there. But I I always kind of um, you know, like uh I don't know, I used to watch TV programs and I used to kind of see kind of families and all this kind of stuff and I just really wanted it you know I kind of um you know and, and don't get me wrong like I look back at it and you know you can kind of play the blame game and play this and and you know and be you know um a victim in any scenario but really it it just um I I look back at that time and I always kind of knew that when I got the chance I was gonna do it slightly differently you know and um and um and I haven't done it any way like I thought I would, you know, like with kids and stuff. But it was, um, but um, but you know, being a father was really important to me, and also it's really, you know. But the, one of the biggest things that happened was meeting Emma's family because they are the most perfect, idyllic, like family structure. Like her mum and dad are solid and just amazing, and her dad is just like this absolute, you know, like rock, like a proper yeah. hero, you know, and he's. Um, um, you know, and the mum is the matriarch in the family by a long way, you know. So um, but it's um but his role is so is so um is so brilliant and he fulfills it so well, you know, that um that I really kind of like met him and I was like, oh wow, you're such a great role model, you know. I'm gonna kind of try and be half of what you are, you know. It's it's
0: great that you describe him as a as a role model like that. And it's so important, people don't realise how important it is um to have good male role models like yeah. around that you can see before meeting emma's dad what other male role models would you say that had maybe influenced you in your life
1: well i think my my, my dad definitely like um like i saw my dad um on a thursday on the way to school like he'd pick us up he worked nights so he pick he'd work nights and then pick us up and take us to school and he would um and you know he was a hero to me like i saw him for like probably 45 minutes a week and it was, yeah. the, I'd look forward to those forty-five minutes so much, you know, and um, yeah. and I'd get every drop of him, you know, that I possibly could, you know, and like um, and he'd always have a joke for us, you know, and so I'd be able to go in and tell my mates this joke that my dad told me, and everyone would laugh, and you know, it was um, it was always very much that, and we'd listen to madness in the car and stuff, and it was kind of like, you know, these memories that I've got of going stopping at the sweet shop on the way to school, you know, it was just um. They were big, big memories for me, you know, and um and I idolized him and he taught me a lot, you know, a lot about manners and about how important that is, and you know, and about, you know, like everywhere we went with him, he would open the door for people and he kind of, you know, like these kind of things which which I I watched and I was like, I'm gonna be like you, you know, like um, and um see so he was definitely a big male role model for me, but I didn't spend that much time with him. And as time went on, it was less and less. And um, and uh and I, my my friend one of my good friends ed his dad paul became a bit of a role model for a few of us kind of tear away kids from our area yeah. you know like um he was very much a um a you know we we were we were kind of in an in an area where it was very easy to get in trouble and it was kind of very much part of our day to day life and it was and he was not about that he was like a guy who done well from nothing from our area and kind of you know he was um and he was definitely um he definitely was a major role model for me. You know, we called, oh, him da- we called him Daddyo. you know, so everyone called him that. And he was the best man at my wedding. Wow, mm. that is
0: incredible. Um, something that you just talked about that I think is important for people to hear and, and people to know. You went through an experience where you didn't see your dad much. You said about 45 minutes a week. There'll be other dads out there who feel disillusioned maybe because they're not seeing their children as much because they're in, in a similar kind of situation and they might feel that they're not impacting their children's lives as much. But from the way you just spoke, however short that time is, however um, little they may feel they're still in their, their kids, it's massively important, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and you know, and I remember um, very vividly from the moment he saw us, it was that, that, that time that we had together once a week was all about us like he was just like every moment of his time was on us like I think he hated the fact he had to drive us to school because he had to focus on the road you know like um (laughs) but we'd get there way before school would start and we'd sit in the car and chat and it was just like um it was just this amazing time you know and um and I really you know and, and and also like in the summer we'd have one week with him we'd go um on holiday together and we'd go to a caravan park or a pontins camp or something like that and it was um and I remember these weeks just being so. I, I'd look forward to them for such a long time, and I'd really kind of get to kind of know this man who was kind of like this person who I'd see for forty five minutes and idolize, and I'd really kind of get to know what his day was like. You know, it was um, it was uh, it was a big thing, you know, and um, and yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, like, it's quality, isn't it? Not quantity, you know. And I think that's that's something which I find the busier I get, you know, like because for you know the last kind of 10 years I've spent quite a lot of it on tour and um that that at times became really hard especially with Ace our middle child like I was away for a lot of that and um yeah. and you know like in the industry that I'm in you kind of have to grab opportunities when you can get them you know and it's kind of, um and I spent a lot of time not doing that as well so I know how in how kind of how important it is to work you know and um and uh you know but then but then it's hard you know because my work tends to take me away you know and um and like i've got a job in theater and i'm going to be going away hopefully in september you know and it's like a 9 month tour and i'm already dreading that a little bit because it's um you know that's 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 that's, that, that's a long time to be away and um but you know we learned a lot from the early days of that you know from me touring we learned a lot what's what's okay and what's not you know and we were like right I can never be away without face-to-face time for more than three weeks because it becomes, um, it becomes problematic, you know, with yeah. the kids. Like, when I'm away for more than three weeks, um, it would be different when I come home.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm. I mean, you guys have got incredibly busy schedules, the both of you. So the fact that you have managed to make it work just shows that there must be a, a massive communication level and thought that goes into it, right?
1: Um yeah, like I mean I say that I'm very, very unbusy right now. Um I I would do a lot to be busy right now, if I'm honest, mate. But um but <laughs> you know a lot of us in that COVID <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, gosh, come on, come on, world. <laughs> um, everything I do seems to be in front of some kind of crowd, so I'm 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 screwed for a while. But um uh yeah, so it's um, yeah, it takes it, it's logistics, isn't it? It's the boring stuff of going through diaries weekly and kind of going, where are you? What are you doing? Well, you know, and um, and obviously we have help. We have a nanny now who um, who we didn't have for a while. We didn't have a nanny for for years and years and years, and we kind of um, we relied on them as parents a lot. We kind of shuffled things around, and we made sure that if it was going to be hard, I wouldn't do something or she wouldn't do something to allow the other one to, and um, you know, and the longer that went on. It just became more stressful and problematic so i I think having someone who we now have in our life as a nanny has just been a game changer it's been so nice you touched on something
0: that sparked something in my mind and it was when you spoke about your dad and him giving you that full attention when your dad was doing that, we didn't have mobile phones, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't have them in the car to look at or for someone to contact you or whatever. So when you're sitting in the car with your dad before school, he can be fully present with you. Nowadays, we have so many distractions. Yeah. We've got mobile phones. Even the kids have got devices these days. How, how do you manage all of that? Do, do, you like, do you have times when it's like, right, no devices, team. It's, it's family time.
1: We have no devices from 7 p.m. So we have um we have a we have a like an old school London telephone box in our kitchen that is a phone jail, you know, and we all put our phones in there at seven pm every night, you know, and um and then you know the kids go to bed at eight eight thirty, and um and so that's time when we we just spend together, you know. So it's um that's been really big because otherwise, you know, to use the excuse I'm working is a lie because most of the time you're not. Or most of the time, you're doing something which could be put off. There's nothing going to happen between seven p.m. and twelve, really, in my job or Emma's job that really relies on that communication, you know. And if it's something that can be postponed, we will, you know. And but but then again, you know, when the kids go to bed, me and Emma might do something quickly, <laughs> you know. So uh, so so uh, <laughs> yeah, so course. we uh, we you know get get to bed, we quickly come down and start tapping, you know. But See, it's I'm. Um, I'm-
0: I'm thinking I might have to steal your phone jail like situation for my yeah. household because mine are like um, thirteen and eleven now. So we've got the secondary school, so they've just got their mobile phones. They've only yeah. had them. Sienna's had hers for like a year, well, not even a year, and Rory's had his for about a year and a half. And I'm loving the phone jail
1: situation for the parents as much as for the kids. Well, that's the thing. For us, it's a big thing. It's made a big difference because um, otherwise we can say we're going to sit down and even watch telly together, you know, but one of us is on our phone, you know, while we're watching telly, you know, or, You know, it's just not a good look. I just think it's kind of spreading a bad message and it's kind of going, you can't have it, but we can, you know, which yeah. is like, which is, you know, not a cool message, you know, and, um, you know, and you're right, like Isabel's got a phone now and she, um, you know, we we kind of, we were the last parents to do that and, um and uh, I think we just eventually felt like we were being <laughs> slightly weird because she was the only one without a phone. We we're like, okay, cool, I think we need to do this. You know, but we've got big rules about it. And we've got kind of certain – because I think this is the thing, right, is that with this whole world that we live in, we have no idea what's going on, really. We have absolutely no idea what effect this is having, <laughs> what, yeah. what we're involved in, you know, like what kids are seeing, you know, what they're not doing you know because of it and all this kind of stuff you know and and social media like I'm I'm we might kind of we're maybe still getting
0: like, used to it as parents so I mean for exactly them, it's
1: like... exactly man and, and, I, and I'm still affected by it in a weird way you know like I try not to be you know but like um biggest thing I did was stop reading comments like um that's the best thing I ever did you know and now I refuse to read any comments you know on anything which is a big thing because um because like I could get loads of People good money. People want to weigh run. in on your life. People want to really. weigh in. And it's just like, you know what, it's... But then if you... And then I was like, well, if you put yourself out there, you've got to expect to kind of... And I'm like, wait, well, well no, <laughs> no. That's actually not true. I can do whatever I want and take whatever I want from this situation, which is in my control. You know, so um, uh, so I stopped doing that. But um, with the kids, I, d- I don't want them to be in any... I don't know. I I don't want them to have to worry about that or worry about what someone says. or You know, so it's um yet... You know, and then I'm sure we're going to cross that bridge when we come to it. But at the moment, we've kind of made that rule. But it's, um, you know, the device thing is, is, is a big thing, isn't it? Like, it's so, so much bigger than we think. And the distraction from it is huge. You know, for me personally, like, um, I have to really watch myself because I'm on it far too much.
0: So what were you like as a child, Matt?
1: I was very bad at school kind of didn't um i was um i was very uh um i don't know i just used to kind of think i was thick you know i kind of like kind of that's a bad word i i, I think that I, w- I wasn't very clever and that was just it you know so i was yeah. like cool i'm done here you know like um this isn't going to work for me so um you know and that just kind of bred this kind of like weird kind of attitude from me about school and the kind of um and it and it became quite problematic at times I think but um um you know and I was I was you know I always wanted to be out with my friends doing stuff I never wanted to be at home I never wanted to kind of be at school I just wanted to be out and um and uh and away you know and I kind of like um but I you know I also you know was very aware that whatever I was going to do in life wasn't going to be to do with what i was learning at school with you know an academic based you know and um and so i um once i found out that i had kind of like a like um uh, an ability to be able to perform i really kind of grabbed that and i really ran with it and i found any avenue for it possible you know and it was um and i was involved in everything i possibly could do you know when i was a kid like performing wise i would have done anything so from that from that way that you were
0: about school and you, you, you kind of weren't interested in it, how are you now with your kids
1: in school? Well, I'm, I'm quite surprised at them. You know, the uh, thing is that this must be um, this must be something to do with us, but, but they're, they're very good. You know, they're very, um, they're very you know, they're like, don't get me wrong, they're not the most hugely academic kids, but they're still very focused and very, you know, and, very, and they have the ability to, to want to learn you know which which is just i didn't i didn't have i just kind of switched off you know and you know if you can if i kind of look back on my kind of childhood and i kind of go well that that was a sign this was a sign this is a sign that wasn't picked up on you know of certain kind of learning difficulties or things that i had you know like um like now my kids are kind of fully like the teachers are so great and everyone's so um supportive you know the, the school that we that my kids go to like my like, you know our kids go to the same school, right? I know, I heard. I heard my wife told me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, like, they're really amazing with them. And, like, for instance, my eldest is um is not... wasn't particularly good at her maths exam, you know. So, like, um, so they give her, like, extra support, you know. Like, it wasn't like she was, like, dropout level. But they're like, right, cool. Do you want to get better at this? Because if you do, we can help you. She was like, yeah. And so now she's... And, like, miraculously, over this year, she's got way better. You know, it's like... So, if I think i think it's with anything isn't it it's um it's it's a wanting to do it right so if you don't want to do it you can throw the book at them and they won't bother you know but if they actually want to and they're inspired by people to do well you know and we and we you know we congratulate them when they do well and we don't necessarily have a go at them when they don't you know and it's um it's about talking to them about what they want from things you know i'm like well, what do you want from this you know what are you kind of You know, do do, do you enjoy it? No. Well, you're going to probably have to do this for a while. So what do you want to do? Waste your time or kind of get something from it? You know, it kind of like, so we kind of talk about things in quite a a logical way, you know. You mentioned um, inspiring
0: your kids. Do you inspire your kids? How do they feel about you being a musician, performer? How were they when they were little? Did they run around singing your songs? What was it like?
1: Um, yeah, they're 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 really stagey. They're really really stagey kids. <laughs> uh, uh, they're, 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 they've proper got the bug, you know. Like, um, and I don't know if I pushed it on them. I don't know. I was trying to think about that. I was like, I was like, did I make these kids like this, you know? But I must have, right? But um, but they're also quite. Um, they want to achieve. They want to do. Yeah, wanna, you know, they want to. You know, they're quite competitive, but in not a in not an annoying way well I'm actually my my oldest is a little bit annoying <laughs> with <it>. but um <laughs> but uh but you know it's like so there's there's a definite want to achieve and a want to kind of do something um and they're good at it they're gifted you know I say gifted like they they you know we, we always talk about hard work right so that's the biggest thing like my kids will be so bored to death with it and like if they yeah. talk if you talk to them about it they, the first thing they'll say is hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard you know, like I've said that nice. to them since birth, you know, and like um, and it for me, that's true because I don't really think I'm exceptionally talented. You know, I've never really like I've met kids, right, especially when I was a kid, like I met people and I was like, you are so blown away, yeah. blown away by your talent, but you just don't. you don't respect it in some way or you don't kind of like you know you don't need it you know so it's um it's a very different when I was like man to do what you do I had to work for 18 weeks (laughs) you know to just play that one thing you know so like um and it's still that way for me it doesn't come naturally to me I have to work really hard at things you know like um um with everything and um but you know I've I've been I've managed to be um to do well in aspects of my career and my life because of that you know because I've gone right okay I'm not very good at this I need to work my butt off to get good at it you know like or to at least not be not feel insecure about it you know (laughs) so that was a big driving force for me as well you know so it's um you know but I don't want my kids to feel like that I'm like right you just need to know that you need to work hard because also you're bloody talented you know so I don't want to tell them that too much but like you have got that so just imagine if you get the work in as well you could be anything
0: We are so happy to have Tonka as our sponsor this series. Basic Fun's Tonka collection is packed full of fun vehicles for kids who want to get out and get tough with their toys. So dads, you've got no excuse. Grab that mighty steel classic truck. It's time to head to the sandpit for some tough play. How do your siblings get on and how did you get on with your siblings?
1: um well, i got to, i got a brother and a older brother and a younger sister me and my older brother got on terribly until we didn't live together now we get on great you know okay. but um and you know and i think brothers fight and they you know we really did that you know but um but you know there was also a respect and a love there but i think it was um you know we did row quite a lot and we did because we were boys we kind of fought and all that kind of stuff it was quite you know a heated kind of testosterone fest in our bedroom sometimes and it was um <laughs> you know kind of getting to grips with all that but my little sister was five years younger than me and we kind of worshipped her you know we kind of really kind of um she was the little the little kind of angelic kind of thing in our house you know so um she, we, we really respected her and kind of and she, she didn't really get in any trouble but then um Did
0: you see any of any any of it reflected in your kids now do they fight do they get on what's what's what, the deal?
1: they're just really competitive with each other which is something which I've really noticed over the last this year in lockdown. I've really seen it. I'm like, guys, 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 come whoa, whoa. chill out, whoa, whoa. Well, chill out, man. We're banning you know, like, here. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not winning anything. I'm not, you're not it's getting us a, against not, the
0: world, not us against each other. Exactly, others.
1: you're not getting a medal here. You know, <laughs> like you know, and it's uh, but uh, I, they they really are competitive with each other. You know, so it's um which is um which i suppose is good in some ways for some things you know i remember hearing about michael jordan you know i watched that documentary which was amazing did you watch that oh and my god it was so them. incredible and i remember him talking about his brother and i was like wow i really see that in my kids you know so i was like i don't want to knock that out of them completely you know like can yeah. but i don't want them to be you know annoyingly competitive with each other or you know bring the other one down because of it you know so it's um there is a line you know
0: yeah and I know the line you're talking about. It's that wind-up line when they're winding each other up in a room, and you're yeah. you're in the room next door, and you can hear it happening, right? Yes. You're like, yeah, right, yeah. You're, you're like, hold on, none of this even needs to happen. Can you stop winding each other up, please? Exactly. The, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're so right. You're so right. It just doesn't need to happen. I'm like, why? Why are you getting from this? <laughs> you know, some kind of sense of achievement for pissing the other one off. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it's such a weird thing. Exactly. Yeah. Totally um what do you think
0: your parenting style is like are you tiger parent are you um chilled out relaxed parent are you spontaneous parent what would you think your
1: style is uh, well I thought I was kind of the the, the kind of s- the stricter one you know I kind of thought that I was kind of that guy but then um we had this conversation not too long ago and apparently no that's not the truth <laughs> um, um I'm the one you know it's daddy for fun mummy for love Mummy, oh, wow. you know like, <laughs> mommy sets the rules and you know like that kind of thing so it's um you know i um, uh you know i've got lines on certain things which i think are important and like um and certain things which i think are really kind of important to for them to learn um from you know but the, but then you know it's funny isn't it because um I, I just read this book which was um well i'm actually not quite finished it it's by a guy called dr Gabamate, mate and it's how to hold on to your kids and it's um and it's really um like he's incredible, this guy. Like I've read a few of his books. He's um he's big in the kind of um um kind of alcohol and drug rehabilitation kind of world, and he's wrote a um a book about um how to hold on to your kids because like he's seeing that more kids are get to an age where they're just influenced by their peers more than their parents, and he sees that as really dangerous because it's um because they need you know they're, we're losing that kind of parental kind of control in some way and it's an influence and I was like wow that was my case like my friends were everything to me like I, I would have done anything to impress them to keep up with them to kind of do what they did you know and um and um, so I'm very I'm very aware of that and kind of so that's something which I kind of um I have a um in my in my bonnet at the moment you know this kind of something which I'm kind of um leaning on a bit but um I do take this job quite seriously, you know. So, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's the most important job I've ever been given, you know. And, um, and I really do, you know, like I don't want to mess it up, you know. But it's, um, and of course I'm going to at times, which, um, which I have to be a bit kinder to myself about, you know. Like, um, I'm, I'm gonna make mistakes and I'm gonna do the wrong thing, but you know, I'm, I, I try to be really careful with my words because, um, you know. Like there's certain things that were said to me as a kid that I hold on to, you know, and through kind of, um, you know, I don't want to be like a bit too LA and therapy about it all, but like through therapy with me, I've kind of found out that these things like that I was kind of instilled as a kid don't serve me very well, you know, and these words that were kind of said to me, um, you know, at certain times have stuck around, you know, and kind of like um, and enforced maybe decisions that I've made, which haven't been very, productive to my life you know so um i am i don't want to make those mistakes so i'm very careful with what i say and 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 um and if i do something wrong i'm very quick to apologize which i think is something which i um i i i try to do as much as i need to because um you know, it's very, very easy as parents go, well, I'm just right. and You're wrong. You know, which yeah, is, I yeah. think is, you know, you're wrong all the time, dude. You know, I'm, I mean, talking to myself, you know, like I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, and when I am, I want to be able to own that and go, guys, I'm really sorry about that. I shouldn't have reacted like that. I'm tired. I'm hungry or, you know, whatever it was or what you said affected me. You know, so we're quite open like that. You know, it's, um, it's quite, um, it's been, you know, important, I think, to be honest with them.
0: Something you mentioned just now made me aware that you take care of your well-being. You take, you know, you keep an eye on it. You keep an eye on what's going on in your life. We've just gone through a year of the most weird, you know, lockdown pandemic stuff that's going on. How has that been for your kids? How's that been for the family? I mean, because, you know, families are finding it difficult all over the place. How have you managed to, to stay in a place where, where your well-being and your, your family's well-being is good?
1: Um, well, um, I mean, at times we haven't, you know, I think, um, that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? I think this has been, um, you know, this has been strange for everybody, you know, and like, and I haven't dealt with it very well at times, you know, and I think um, Emma's the same and my kids are the same, you know, but, um, there's an overwhelming, um, place of love, right? So, so whatever happens, it kind of, it's, it's allowed to happen because it's, you know, as long as we address it. You know, as long as we kind of like look at what's happening and we kind of, um, you know, I don't want to stop anyone feeling anything or and, and, you know, and sometimes you have to go through something, you know, like um, towards the end of this last lockdown before the kids went back to school, I could really see it in my in my eldest too, You know, I really felt like they needed to go back to school. They really needed it. And it wasn't from a selfish place for me, from not wanting to homeschool anymore. Because my god, I didn't want to homeschool anymore. But, um, <laughs> but um, it was, um, it was really from from them and their and their personalities. I could see becoming different, and I could see them. Um, I could see things creeping in, like you know that kind of like lull of energy, that kind of like yeah. fatiggy kind of thing that was happening. And it was happening to me, you know, like my eating patterns went out the window. My training stopped, you know, all these kind of things happened in the third lockdown. And I only really addressed them like about a month ago. It's like, oh my God, like I'm doing things that I'd never done in my life. Like, um, like training was such a big part of my life. And I, I, I'd stopped that, you know, because gyms weren't open. I just went, well, that's it, you know, you know, and, um, and because of that, I ate loads of rubbish and, you know, I felt terrible about myself, you know, and that was obviously rubbing off on my family, you know, and, um. And um and so I had to really check myself about that. But I think with them, you know, we could see certain things happening. And we, we – but we're quite we, – we really want to talk, you know. So like, I think it's so important to kind of talk about things. And, you know, sometimes people don't want to, and that's fine, you know. But when when you can grab a moment, I think it's so important and to, to kind of open up. And and also by me saying, you know, things are hard or struggling, you know, I think is kind of a – give someone else permission to, to – to talk about the way they feel you know and um and i think that's always a good conversation opener with someone you know is 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 what necessarily you're going through you know like um and asking them how they are you know be um not necessarily because you need to but because maybe you want the other person to you know like with my kids i do that you know that's a tactic yeah. i've got you know
0: i mean that's what i'm i'm hoping that the episodes of these podcasts are doing mm. i mean seeing someone like yourself talking about yeah no i struggled in lockdown as well and mm. we, I had to realise that, um, you know, I need to get my exercise back on because, you know, it's affecting me mentally and stuff. Hopefully someone else sitting there listening to this now is going to be like, wow, OK, I'm not the only one. Matt's going through it. Nigel's been through it. We're all going through it.
1: And yeah. it, can
0: take, it can take that pressure, that weight off. Because one of the biggest things I think parents do um, is that pressure that they put on themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: a huge thing that we do to ourselves. We we sit there and we we think that we've got to be perfect, and we all we all know that none of us can be perfect, but we strive so much to be that good parent that sometimes we put extra pressure on ourselves that isn't
1: needed. Yeah, I think you're so right. I mean, I know I know I do that. You know, sometimes I really do that, and um, and I, I can also really I can really affect the energy of the house if I'm not careful. You know, like um. Yeah, that's a yeah. real that's a real thing. But also, so can everybody, every other member of the house. I can feel it. I can feel that happen. You know, if someone's there, I can feel that ripple. You know, so um, you know, that's a good place to address from. You know, like um, and uh, and you know, I try different things to kind of deal with stress and kind of things like that in my life now. But it's um, um, I can really I can really feel that happen. But also, I hate it when it comes from me because I can feel it happen in the house. I'm like, oh my god, I caused this. You know, like, and I have to kind of open up and own it and go, guys, I'm sorry, I've been, you know, this way, you know, and I feel like, um, you know, this lockdown for me was the hardest, like it really kind of hit me, you know, like I'm, um, I'm, I think, you know, personally, I've never been not busy, you know, like um, unless yeah. I wanted to be, you know, like, um, but I had no control over this. And, um, and for me, it was, um, uh, you know, I had, my diary was suddenly empty. And that was a really strange feeling for me, you know, and I kind of felt very, I don't know, say emasculated, but um, it felt very strange, you know, and felt like um, I suddenly questioned loads of things about, you know, which I shouldn't have been doing. I should have just been accepting what I cannot change, right? But, um, but, um, But, you know, these little thoughts creep into your head and so you you overcompensate in other areas, you know, it's, um, it's, it's very, it's very strange what happens to people, you know, like I've really noticed it with myself. I'm like, wow, I'm behaving textbook insecure, you know, or textbook, you know, um, anxious or, you know, whatever it was, you know, like, um, because of, um, the inability to do what I thought was my role or my part, you know, um, when really, you know, being there for your family in a time when they need you is the most important thing you could possibly do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're you're being there for more than just your family at the moment. Did I hear that um you and Emma have be- recently become vaccine volunteers?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. We've been doing that um uh the online learning for ages. Like it took a really long time. Um but we joined St. John Ambulance last week. Um wow. we kind of went yes, yeah, so we kind of did like um a few we did um the St. John Ambulance courses online, then we kind of did the NHS training. And then we went for our last day, which was our kind of face to face, kind of um, the practical side of learning. So I'm uh, Emma. Actually, learnt to properly vaccinate people, so that she can because she did um, an MCA at the hospital she worked in. Um, She had a TV program called um, Delivering Babies. She still does it now. She actually got qualified as a as an MCA um, uh, for to deliver babies, and um, so she has a qualification. So she's was allowed to kind of go into the training to vaccinate people, so she can actually. Uh, I think she might be able to vaccinate me, which will be when it comes around. I'm like wicked, <laughs> you know. But um, wow, but yes, but but I don't have any. Uh, you have to have two A levels or an equivalent to be able to do that. And I, I um, uh, apparently two. Yeah, but giving awards. back in
0: any way, giving back in any way, shape or form in this in this time of need is is a great thing. Great. And what what made you decide to do it?
1: I just, I just felt completely. Um, uh, helpless, you know, like in the first couple of lockdowns, and I and I tried to kind of volunteer at kind of food banks was a big thing. I really wanted to help there, and I kind of and I and I, I was we we kind of um, do certain things with food banks, and and so I checked on online. I tried to find local ones to kind of volunteer to help, but they were inundated with help, so they didn't need my help, and um, they needed <laughs> they needed money and kind of all that kind of stuff. But I actually wanted to give up time and kind of as well. as like. I'm doing nothing. Give me something, put me to work. You know, I'm a doer. You know, I want to go and do yeah. something and physically help, you know. Um, and I couldn't find anything to do. You know, I volunteered for the NHS to give, um, to to um, be a driver to drop medication and stuff like that. But it didn't, I didn't go through. And um, I was just like, so I just felt like I couldn't really, um, there wasn't a chance for me to help in any way. And, um, and, then, uh, and then this came up and I was like, boom, straight on it. You know, we kind of signed up. And uh, I told Emma about it and she was straight away to sign up as well. And then we, um, and yeah, so then we've we've done it now. So we kind of, um, I think we've got our first shift in the next couple of weeks, you know, so um, we'll be at a vaccination centre near you. Awesome, mate. Now, what have you
0: got coming up? What are you working on at the moment?
1: Um, I've got, um, I I auditioned for a musical like in the end of last year. So, um, and I got that role like early this year. Um, and it was supposed to start in May, but obviously we've had to push that back a bit, so that's starting a bit later in the year. So I've just started work on that, so I'm going to start um, kind of preparing for that role, which is amazing. I've really wanted to play it. I can't say what the show it is, unfortunately, yeah. No, no, um that's fine. but um But once that comes out, I'll be fully in, on board with that. And, then um, and you know, me and the Busted Boys are still talking about stuff all the time. You know, we kind of took a bit of a break in September 2019. And, uh, you know, we're kind of talking about what will be the next thing that we do and, and all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's lots to come.
0: Yeah. And then you've got your own podcast, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We do a podcast called When No One's Watching, me and my friend Matt Richardson, um, which I love. You know, it's been a real saving grace during lockdown and such because um, we started it about six weeks before the first lockdown. And, um, and like, uh, it was, it was, we've been wanting to do it for years. Like it's, just, it's just a real bit of fun. It's like yeah. we do it in 90 minutes and we chat to someone and they kind of, a guest brings along things that they do when no one's watching, their guilty pleasures, the stuff they do that they don't necessarily want to own up to. <laughs> and I mean, mate, we have had everything. Like it is um, it is so funny, the stuff that people are into. And you really learn a lot about someone in a very short period of time. But it yeah. just makes for a really fun conversation and kind of really opens a guest up. And it's just um, it's just a really good easygoing, fun, laugh. It's brilliant. I love it. I love it so
0: Awesome. Much. Awesome. I'm going to check out a few of the apps. Yeah, please do. One of the things we ask all of our dad dadvengers that come on is, if you could have one dad superpower, what would it be and
1: why? <laughs> I think we'll be able to change the tone of my kid's voice. <laughs> like oh. um, there is a, there is a certain tone which is intolerable to intolerable to me, which um which is this whinging tone which can happen, which is <laughs> you know if I could just turn that volume down when that happens, <laughs> it would be the most ultimate superpower because um you know like for instance we watched this movie recently called Yesterday, and it's where like um uh, the kids get. Their parents always say no to them. And so they get one day when the parents have to say yes to everything, to their plans. And so um, we watched this movie with this movie, and they loved it. Oh my God, my wife's just crawled behind me.
0: I <laughs> thought it was one of your children. I thought it yes. was one of your kids. It's <laughs> just, just crawling. Emma is screen. welcome I to say hello. Get
1: <laughs> no, please. Yeah, hi. What, you... Hi. Hey, I'm how so are you? sorry. Matt, Matt sent me. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Great to see you. We've been talking good. about parenting and how he's a great dad and all of that stuff.
1: He's not bad. Yeah. He's all right.
0: Do you know what? He's amazing. And today, <laughs> I, I, I was going to say this right at the very end before I, before I sort of sign off. But Matt, today you've really inspired me as a dad. It, oh, there's, oh, something,
1: oh.
0: You've, there's something about your honesty, your, your willingness to own up to the fact that none of us have perfect and to just roll with that and just show a love for your family that is i, I can't fault it it's amazing oh that's oh, cute mate. you're Thanks, gonna make me
1: cry and oh. i've got to go and do radio one interviews <laughs> uh, bye right. see you soon. bye
0: thank you, see you later. sorry to interrupt
1: oh i was saying about the yesterday thing so my kids um um, my kids watched this movie called Yesterday, and they were like, Right, okay, so can we have a Yesterday? And I was like, Okay, if you don't make that whinging noise for seven days, we will do whatever you want on the eighth day. And they lasted three hours, and we started again, two and a half hours, <laughs> they started again. <laughs> so, um, but luckily, I've got that superpower because I've got, Right, okay, is today the day we're going to go for the Yesterday? They're like, Okay. And they don't whinge for like about three and a half hours, and they forget, and they're like, I'm like Oh, sorry, Yesterday's off, you know. <laughs> Listen, Matt, thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you, Matt. And being
0: here. Good luck with everything you're doing. Good luck with the podcast as well. And hopefully we'll see you very, very soon.
1: I'd love that, mate. All the best, man. Hopefully see you at the school gates. Yeah,
0: see you at the school gates. So there you have it. Another fantastic episode of the Dad Avengers podcast. It was really great to listen to Matt talk about his male role models growing up, about how he and his family deal with their busy schedule. But I think the best thing for me was hearing how he has embraced fatherhood from the beginning so well done there Matt. Thank you so much for listening and if you have time leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode or of the series as a whole and don't forget you can subscribe or follow using your preferred podcast platform to be first to hear the episodes. If you'd like to find out more about Dadvengers, head to dadvengers.com where you can find out more information about our live chats, about our meetups, quizzes, blog posts and more. This has been the Dadvengers podcast, sponsored by Tonka. Because being tough is all about getting out and playing.